Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clue series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit plans enhance people's lives. I'm your host here with my co-host and business partner, the amazing Al McDonald. Al, what do you say? Well, thank you, Robin, for that great introduction. I'm excited again because it's another podcast day, which is always good. And looking forward to the weekend because it it looks like it's actually going to be some nice weather. The weather has been not great and I have not been able to get out on my bike. So that has not made me happy. But this weekend looks like it should be a good one. So I'm excited about that as well. Well, a note to our drivers, especially if you're in Georgetown, be on the be on the lookout for uh, Al and his spandex, and uh, you know, give him a honk if you do see him, and uh, just just give him a little bit of room, and and maybe give all those bicyclists a little bit of room uh, when we're sharing the road. Well, Al, I'm excited. We had such a good conversation with this person last time uh, we chatted. Our guest today is Jeff Cates, CEO at Achievers, which is an employee recognition and engagement platform, and I, I can't wait to hear more about that. Jeff is an executive with a proven track record of leading sales and marketing professionals delivering leading-edge products and services in IT segments. He has experience in government, enterprise, SMB, and consumer segments. He's a goal-oriented leader that balances the challenges of running a P&L while building a workforce where people can do the best work of their lives. Oh, I love that statement so much. He is passionate about the power of voice of employee, the role of employee resource groups on culture, small business growth, and companies and countries giving back to communities. I love that too. I'm liking a lot of stuff here, Jeff. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, we had we had such a great conversation the first time we spoke, and I had reached out to you that time just to just to find out a little more. Like a lot of these conversations, we were kind of laughing and saying, I wish we had just hit record in the beginning. So, so glad you're here and let's just jump into it. So why don't we start with you sharing your journey line? Because I think you have a really interesting story and I think other entrepreneurs really get value out of hearing, hey, where did you start from and, and how did it all happen? Yeah, sure. Well, I was born in Sarnia, so um, borderline U.S. Canada. Moved to a small town outside of a small town. So, for me, Mid- Midhurst was uh, a home. So I grew up saying hi to everybody on the street and keeping the doors unlocked. Learned later in life, not necessarily a Canadian best practice. Entrepreneurial as a kid, nothing too sexy. Underground sprinkler systems, driveway ceiling, that kind of stuff. Went to Mac, thinking that I might go back to a medical or get into medical, but uh, the poor pig in grade twelve uh, dissection class told me that I did not have skills. Uh, so I went through for business and then started up a business there with a couple of other grads doing market research. And then an internship program opened at Hewlett Packard, and at that time I knew quite a bit about Bill and Dave as the Godfathers of the Valley, and I thought, what a great company to learn from. So. I tried to do all three, starving student, budding entrepreneur, and corporate guy. Turns out corporate guy paid best and would pay for my MBA. So I spent 15 years there in a variety of roles, um, sales, marketing, biz dev. In the end, I ran the consumer business for Canada, took it from about $240 million to $800 million. So it was just a super fun, fun, fun ride. I could not convince my wife, who I met at HP, to go to the U.S., 
So I, uh, I headed over to Apple following my boss and ran basically small business through enterprise over at Apple. And that was also a really amazing experience. iPad launched, iPhone 3 launched, jobs passed. That part wasn't amazing. Learned a ton around brand and, and the importance of really thinking through the experience. But I also learned a lot about myself and what I believe in employee experience and what drives me and I realized I'm a builder and there's lots of building at Apple, but that's largely Cupertino. So Intuit came a calling and said, hey, come uh, help build products for Canadians, buy Canadians in Canada, help take us global. At that time, the global operations were all out of Canada. I spent seven years there. We went really from a North American desktop retail business to a global SaaS platform, which gave me the opportunity to export Canadians around the world as we opened up new countries. So super fun. The thing I'm most proud of there is that we were in the top great places to work every year but we were in the top 10 all but one year. We were in the top three, four years. And for two years, we were the top place to work in Canada. And so I had a real passion for like, how do you create environments where people can do the best work of their lives? And so I had this like, well, you know, what would woo me away into it? I, I knew, especially with Trump in power, my, I wasn't going to be able to have my wife convinced to go down South. And so I had this, yeah, if I could ever find a company that, you know, was Canadian headquartered, that had good investors that had a, you know, a mission that I could get behind a culture that was me, that was early days international. I, I love scaling into it. That's what would woo me away. I even mean, had bonus points for Liberty village, which is you know, an area within Toronto. And so that was achievers. So that, that was two years ago. Outside of work, I sit on the board of a startup Canada. I'm super, super passionate about um, the impact of small businesses on the economy and lives. And uh, as you said earlier, I sit on the board of CUSO, which is kind of like a Peace Corps, which is all around volunteerism to help globally. That's me. Three kids. They're all a bit older now. So now I'm helping them navigate their future careers while we all manage our way through COVID. Very nice. And, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I used to think before I started speaking with people like yourselves, I thought, well, I'm pretty accomplished. I've done a lot in my life. And boy, just sitting back and, and hearing all you've done, Jeff, I'm sitting here just a little humbled and thinking, wow, there are people who are doing a lot of great stuff out there and certainly uh, very inspiring to me. So Jeff, uh, you talked a lot about your journey and there was a lot of involvement, obviously on tech side. Mm -hmm. And then you made this big switch onto the HR side. In my mind, that's quite a difference coming from the tech side and going to the HR side. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what some of the challenges were and what that experience has been like for you? Yeah, well, Achievers really is tech. It's, it's an HR tech company. So it's a, a SaaS platform that is focused on employee engagement. It originally started by Razor back in the 2001 as a reward platform. How do you kind of move away from pins, pens, and trophies um, and allow kind of more personalized ways to reward? And then in 2011, it pivoted as the data started coming in on what truly drives engagement. Reward matters, but what really matters is frequent recognition. And so the, the company pivoted at that point and started leaning in as a very fluid recognition system and then expanded into a voice of employee um, a little bit around kind of culture development in terms of like skills assessment. So that's basically the part I've joined is a very well-established technology global SaaS platform. Now we're looking at where does the employee experience technology come together and how will we use data in the future and how do we use nudges to build better people leaders, which I'm, I'm super passionate about. So it's, it's really kind of, for me, it's taking two sides. It's taking like the love of managerial science and technology and, and kind of behavioral science. How do you use technology to actually drive behavior and merging those two together? It's super fun, fascinating. 
I was loving what I heard there in terms of building this engagement, building the corporate cultures. And Jeff, you had said the key is really that frequency of touching people and touching people's lives and, and personalizing it. And I'll just share this with you because I've shared it with so many clients over the years, especially new ones that I bring on board over 25 years experience in my business. And not so much in the last year, a little more of a year with COVID, but especially for most of my career, I would go see clients. I would meet them in their office and I would walk around and get a sense of their culture. And I've been in situations where they'd have a very rich benefits plan and the corporate culture and the perception of that plan wasn't all that great. And then I've seen the opposite where it's a basic plan, but the culture is amazing and inspiring and there's so much engagement. And I couldn't figure out what it was early on in my career, what the difference was. And, and eventually I got to the point where I had enough conversations with both, you know, C-suites and HR superheroes, as I call them, and employees that I found out it was that communication that had happened along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things we do for our clients right now is we talk about, let's set up that cadence of communication, especially for a new firm that is just growing, they're starting their benefits plan. And the tendency is we want to attract and retain all the great people. So let's get the, the best plan possible. And, you know, you have to reel them back a little bit sometimes say, let's start here. Mm-hmm. Let's communicate that really well. And then as you continue to build and achieve certain levels, let's add something because that's an opportunity to communicate with them again. So I really loved what you said there. You're absolutely right. Like your comp strategy, your comp philosophy, your benefits, those things do really matter. They matter when you join the company. They matter if you decide if you're going to leave a company. They matter when you talk about it annually, um, whether you're happy or not in that dialogue. So it does drive behavior, but it's very staccato. It's not like a consistent creating energy, reinforcing behavior, driving engagement. What does that is when individuals know that they're making a contribution, that they know that they're doing something positive, that it's aligned with the company, that they're appreciated for what they're doing. And so really that comes down to recognition and gratitude, recognition of like, hey, what you're doing, those things I see you doing, I appreciate those. That's a dopamine booster, right? Like, oh, awesome, great. And then gratitude is that we recognize the overall long-term impact you are having on the organization. And we are grateful for that contribution. One being kind of task-oriented, driving repeat behavior, and the other around appreciating the overall impact that that person has within the organization. Jeff, let's talk about uh, your mission, because I I think it's a great one, and, and I'd love to hear more. Changing the way the world works. So, Maybe talk to us about how do you measure that and, and where are you focused? Yeah, that's what got me through the door was when I heard the mission. I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, I can commit my life to that. But so what, what does that mean? Change the way the world works. Really, it means that greater than 70% of all employees are not fully engaged. And yet we spend most of our life working. So to make a meaningful difference in that stat of like people really feeling like, they're doing something that they're passionate about or contributing or getting energy from, I think is, is really fantastic. When it comes down to it, what really drives engagement? Largely, it's feeling a sense of belonging. I belong in the organization. I belong in the role. I belong in a team. And then it's the connection. It's the connection to the purpose. It's the connection to the company. It's a connection to the individual leader that you engage with. And so we focus heavily around what are the things we can do to influence belonging And how do we improve connectedness within the organization? And how can we use technology to build better people leaders, to almost 
democratize what many execs have available to them, coaches, data, personality tests, things like that, that help them get a better understanding of who they are and how they operate. Our goal is to be able to help use technology to be able to nudge that so that all leaders become more impactful in service to creating cultures that are indexed higher on belonging and connectedness. In my mind, Jeff, that has never been more important than now. And I mean, our, our own company, March 18th of 2020, we sent everybody home, mm-hmm. right? And there's and there's one person in the office per day and that's it. So, you know, building that culture and engagement has become a lot more difficult in my mind with the standard tools that we've always used, right? You know, hanging around the, with the water cooler and, and bringing people together in the boardroom you know, that's all gone remote now. And and it's this digital experience that we're living. So I love hearing that, hey, this is still possible. You can still build a great corporate culture and great leadership and have great engagement with your employees. You just might need some some tools that and adapt to this new way of of doing business. So I love hearing that all what you're doing. Yeah, I think what the pandemic has done, I mean, overnight, the future of work that has been kind of heralded for two decades of everybody remote and, you know, it just happened overnight. And a lot of companies have have really been caught off guard for that in that they haven't digitized processes. It was kind of like, you know, analog, um, right? Oh, I know how people are feeling because I see them or like I give them a high five. And the problem with that is when you can't do it when you are remote uh, or it's a heck of a lot harder, but two, it wasn't really the right way anyway. It's hard to scale that. If engagement really matters, if a voice of employee in helping you innovate or helping you build a better culture or better serve customers matters, if driving positive behavior and anchoring around your values matters, then digitize it, monitor it, measure it, reinforce it. And often we kind of go like, well, you know, good managers know how to do that. You're right. Maybe they do. But if you can help measure things that really, really matter and then coach towards those, then you're absolutely going to be more likely to deliver on the culture, the experience, whether that be for employees or for customers that you desire. So a lot of, I think, what will come out of this remote, even in the future, this remote work environment is we'll have to be a lot more thoughtful around how we're using tools and data and metrics to really be able to scale and measure and impact and evolve our relationships between our teams. And I'm I'm excited about that. I think technology can play a really fascinating role, again, really helping lift the tide of building better people leaders, but being able to connect employees in meaningful ways. You just used the word, Jeff, scale. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that too, because A lot of our audience are other entrepreneurs, and I'm sure many of them are trying to grow their business. You talked about Intuit. Any words of advice for people who are trying to scale and grow their companies? Like, What have you found works and what's your advice to them? Have a purpose, like know know where you're headed, really matters. I think it's important to surround yourself with advisors, like a network that really can help you bring ideas, give you confidence. And sometimes give you a kick in the ass to, you know, to get at things that you don't want to do. So that matters. That network you build around you really matters. Obviously, talent, talent really matters. Making sure that in some cases you're over hiring towards where you want to be versus where you are today. 
And of course, you know, managing your financials is, is really important in particular, you know, depending on where you are, but in most cases, cash is really important. So ensuring that you, you've got a good handle on your financial metrics so that you can kind of grow with confidence really matters. Jeff, I'll tag on to that question because I'm always interested in this. And Al knows that I just, I devour books. I'm, I'm usually reading three at once. And I'm always interested to hear what the other business readers are listening. I, I just finished Traction. I just, last night I finished Blue Ocean Strategy. And now I've got to Setting the Table with uh, Danny Meyer, which is a recommendation recently. And I love getting different perspectives. I always feel if, even if you get one little you know tidbit out, out of it that you can apply to your life or your business, it's worthwhile. So any books that you'd recommend? I'm a big, big fan of what I would consider the staples. So Jim Collins, Good to Great. Oh, love it. Yes. Yeah. That's a read and then reread book. Yeah. Patrick Lencioni, The Advantage. Any of Lencioni stuff is, is an interesting read, but The Advantage in particular, like I run all my teams by the framework that's in The Advantage. So I'm really keen on that. You know, I'm tech, so I really like reading other tech stories. So the Amazon story is fascinating. How Google works is fascinating. The one that I'm just about to get into now that um, multiple people have recommended to me is Working Backwards, which is uh, execs from Amazon. They kind of talk through some of the processes that we use that Intuit that I think were really fascinating policies or approaches in certain areas that I think were really, really key. Two of them in particular being the importance of how you hire. We use this assess for awesome process that uh, was very, very purposeful in how you hire. And the other one was how you drive innovation and the importance of having teams, but um, two pizza teams, this concept of like small teams that two pizzas can feed and how you drive innovation using those. So it sounds like that will be a great insight into both how Amazon operated, but many other tech companies like into it. Love it. Love getting those recommendations. Uh, much to my wife's chagrin because she just looks at the books like, what are you doing? Why are you reading three books at once? So I'll be on Amazon today ordering a few more. Maybe uh, maybe I'll do Audible and save, save my eyes a little bit. Well, Jeff, this has been awesome. I love this conversation and I want to continue our conversation outside of the podcast. So really glad that we met each other. But we've spoken a lot about business today. But you're a real person. Other entrepreneurs love to hear because you know we have those same conversations. What do you do outside of business? What do you do to just kick back and relax? Yeah, I'm super, super fortunate that we bought a cottage just over two years ago up on Sparrow Lake, which is just north of Aurelia. And so that has been just phenomenal to be able to kind of go back and forth and be able to ATV and in the summer, obviously do a lot of water sports. So that's been great. A part of it, what I love about it is it's a, an opportunity to kind of bring our family together, although that's been very, very hard in COVID, yeah, but I'm for looking sure. forward to that. I'm working hard on building some bunkies so I can find a way to get my parents up here in a COVID friendly way. Hear that, Al? Bunkies, you know, podcast guests. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty good once once we're through all this. Well, Jeff, exactly. thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your story. What's the best way to people reach out to you if they have questions about your, your yourself or what you're doing at Achievers? They can either reach out on LinkedIn or jeff at achievers.com. All right. Very cool. Well, that does it for today's episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I really did. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one. Mm-hmm.